Hey, it's three wine guys here. It's Scott. It's Steve-O. I'm Terry. Nice and to see Terry, you. Terry, we're T-Bone. T-Bone. We took a uh, couple of weeks off, hiatus, and we're back. We got everything working again. I apologize for the broadcast too, personally, because that was just bad quality. So we're here with our new microphones and uh, no, the quality was great. Working. The content, no, the content sucked. The quality. Well, that's the story. Of everything. <laughs> so we Anyhow, can never get it right. Though. This is the uh, podcast wrap. The full version is available on our website, threewineguys.com. This is going to be the Mel Back podcast wrap yeah. for Argentina. 2003 vintage. And uh, let me just go ahead and uh, start off right off the bat. Um, South, Af- South, well, South African. Well, South African wines are hot. Don't get me wrong. But uh, South American hot, South American wines have been hot for... Wow, Steve. Yeah. And you were just saying, you know what? I don't think I had enough tonight. It's been a good night. I think I y'all. might need more wine tonight. It's been a good night. So. Anyway, um, South American wines have been hot for at least a decade. And uh, unfortunately, for, I should say unfortunately, but the fact is that when most Americans, or when, yeah, when most Americans, most foreigners, when they think about South American wines, if you ask them, 70% of people who are, they, who say that they're, who are, they say they're regular wine drinkers and they say that they're familiar with South American wines, they name Chile or Chile as the, the, the South American wine of choice. What's that, like Conchitore or? Yeah, Conchitore, Conchitoro. Conchitoro. I mean, Conchitoro, Montes. Conchitore. It's the bushy. Conchitoro, whatever. I mean, anyway, um, here's here's a deal is that Jilly uh, has, they've got one, I guess, um, if it can be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they, they have one benefit over, uh, over Argentina is that, that they've been producing quality wines much longer. They both have been producing wines for about the same amount of time, but for for literally for decades, Argentina did they did not give a shit. They're like, look, we're producing tons of wine, and it's for us, and we don't give a shit. We're gonna produce. yeah. They drink what like ninety eighty five percent of their own wine, yeah. which is yeah. amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. But a lot of people are interested yeah. to them. Not that I'm like calling out props to anybody, but Cesar and uh, Joel down at the uh, Prime 787 in Puerto Rico, or as I like to say, Puerto Rico. Yeah, I always yeah. say it bad because I pronounce everything right. At the Ritz-Carlton? Yeah, at the Ritz-Carlton. I wanted to give them a shout-out. If anybody of our fans are in Puerto Rico, go there, patronize them. So Why I can't digress. I give a shout-out so, to somebody? Give a shout-out, T-Bone. I want to give it out to uh, my friend Jenny in Dubuque. Oh, really? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Was that was that when the time when you guys were racing tractors into each other and your shoe got caught on the, on the pedal and you were supposed to jump off but you couldn't because it got caught? So you, you footloose. Yeah. Footloose. Right. Yeah, right. Nice and, reference. And, and, yeah, thanks. And uh, anyway, um, thanks for that. Yeah, I knew I was good. Anyway, um, so the reason why I brought up the whole thing, the whole thing about South America is that I think South American wines are hot and they're, they're continuing to be hot is because um, for no reasons. One, the quality has improved immensely. The fact is that 15, 20 years ago, the quality in Argentina for the most part was just, was, was crap. It was shit. It was like... Um, well, they, they always had this don't cry for me Argentina attitude. Right. Don't so. cry for me Argentina. <laughs> yeah, they, they, the Avita wine was just awesome. Oh, yeah. How about that? Do you remember that? Yeah. 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 Oh. yeah. 
You keep your distance. I kept my promise. You keep your distance. Yeah, all that shit. Steve was on Broadway. Do you remember that though? Late nineties, Evita wine. Yeah, I remember that crap. They had an Evita wine. Yeah, my vision went from like 2015 to like 2060. I swear. Anyway, so hold on. Look, before we get ahead of ourselves, look, as I was saying before, we're trying to keep this to a minute. Green alcohol. But yeah, yeah. Look, the fact of the matter is, is that um, Argentina is making some phenomenal wines, and uh, Chile as well. They've been doing Chile's been doing it about a decade before Argentina. Both countries have, been a, have had a huge influx. Not huge. Only, uh, not only of, of, in, uh, of foreign investment, but of foreign influence. A um, lot, of, lot of real, real um, prestigious winemakers in France and Italy have come over and they're actually buying properties and they're helping and so anyway so the wines the wines have gotten much better but um that being said um i think what what for me i think the reason why argentina has a benefit over over chile is that uh argentina has a, has a wine varietal that is truly theirs and that's malbec mm-hmm. Ar- uh, chile, that's what we drink in baby yeah, that's right, and that's what we're drinking tonight um I, it, I think when when countries can really take a grape and just call it their own new zealand has Sauvignon Blanc. Australia has Shiraz. Now, some people will argue, and they'll say, hey, New Zealand has Pinot Noir, or they'll say, hey, Australia has Chardonnay, or they have something, whatever. But listen, the fact of the matter is that certain countries do certain grapes right. extremely and well. And it's not limiting. It's just that's what they're known for. Yeah, that's exactly. And, you know, just the way, you know, Virginia is known for their um, their Concord grape. I mean, they do a great job. Yeah. You know, I mean, for in Illinois and in Indiana, we're doing a good job with Catawba. Yeah. I mean, we're kicking ass. Do you want to grow some Catawba? <laughs> Fuck you, dude. We're kicking ass. We got That's that. That's where you want to go. <laughs> anyway, and uh, by the way, Catawba is a real grape. I did not make that up. Yeah. Because Terry's looking at me like, what the fuck? Um, I don't know. Well, what, what, one, one little note that we should throw in, though, is that Argentina is the fifth largest producer of wine in the world. That's right. I mean, and maybe the sexiest. Fifth largest producer, but they drink 90% of it in their country. Well, yes, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I'm uh, jealous. I'm jealous. Of when, um... When I'm selling wine, when I'm and, and, and when I'm buying wine, I'm looking for wines for value. Um, when you're talking in that 12 to 30 sort of sweet point, what that I call it, you know, real bang for buck. Um, Spain and the South, bang for buck, the bang for buck. The, Spain and South America are extremely hard to beat. You know, oh yeah, you can throw an Australia in there, but I think uh, domestically, I think that's where we sort of kind of pale in comparison. And I think we do really poor in that sort of that twenty dollar range. Uh, you know, hey, we 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 export tobacco. They they export. You know, it, it all well, works. It all works. It works. Anyway, so um, let's just talk a little bit about Malbec. And uh, as I mentioned before in our original uh, podcast, people were like, "What the hell is Malbec?" I'm, I've never heard of Malbec, or like, I know Malbec, but or I, I've had it. I think I know what it is. What's Malbec made up of? Yeah, exactly. That's one yeah. of the big okay. questions. Oh, yeah. no, like, so, What's in Melbourne? Yeah, they're like, oh, I, I, lo- I love Spanish Rioja, thinking Rioja is a grape. No, it's not. Malbec is a grape. grape. It's not a region. So um, Malbec is a grape, and it got its origins um, actually from, from Bordeaux. Malbec was originally – it's a blending grape in Bordeaux. It's one of the five principal grapes in blending Bordeaux blends. Blending grape, and it's a great stumper wine. If you want to stump your wine friends that might not know a lot about wine, but they think they do, yeah. and you know that they don't know a lot, bring a Malbec. 
and you'll be the superstar. Well, to this day, they um, they still do grow quite a bit of Malbec in France. Under and, different names. Well, well, they sell in the Cahors region, which is in the Loire region, which is north of Burgundy. Did you say Hors? Yeah. No, I said, yeah, Cahors. Cahors, uh, sorry. Yeah, Cahors. Um, in the Loire in the, in the, in the I was going to the bell. Yeah, and they also, uh, it's also in the southwest region. And uh, so they still do quite a bit of Malbec. And by the way, listen, Malbec is grown. They, they, Malbec is grown all over. It's grown in. We grow it here in the state. Clodawa has got a. Uh, they've got a Malbec. Malbec. Yeah. So anyway, like the the reason why. The reason why Australian Shiraz is better than our Syrah is that they have old vine Shiraz. I mean, their vines are, you know, they've got 100, 150-year-old Shiraz vines where we have 25, 30-year-old Shiraz vines. The reason why uh, Argentinian, Argentinian or uh, Malbec is so good is that they've, they've had vines 150 years old. They also have the conditions, though, that they, make they, this. They, they do. And you know, we, 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 the key. Right. we don't have to go into geopolitics or you know agronomy, but the fact of the matter is, is that do the do the the uh, the altitude of uh, um, of Argentina it definitely you know has it definitely positively affects the wine. And this grape in France probably tastes far different than it does in Argentina yeah, because um, of the. Um, because of the the, the, the climate and the temperature, yeah, yeah. and there, the, so. France has never gotten reached, uh, you know, the sophistication of the, of the grape. That they use it a blended grape. They used it basically. They used it to add floral qualities to wines that lacked aromatics, and they also used it to wines that were a bit too tannic or a bit, you know, they basically for wines you need more fruit or or wines that need more aromatics, they would add in Malbec. So that's what Reggie was used for. So they thought of it just as a fruity, purely a fruity aromatic wine. Yeah. So uh, initially, when you're drinking Malbec, is this aromatic and fruity? That's basically what you're looking for. But the fact is, is that um, it's very hard to characterize a Malbec wine. It'll have oh. some Cabernet characteristics, some Shiraz characteristics. Some that's the big stumper about it. And that's why I wanted to throw that out early on for the listeners that are short of attention span. Because what? this is a wine, huh? This is a wine that is, I'm telling you, if you're going to stump anybody with any wine, this is the wine to do it with. Because it tastes like this, smells like this, it tastes like this. Nobody's going to guess it unless, like, they're a chieftain pro. Well, I mean, basically, when when you're when you're looking at Malbec, um, number of things you should be looking at is, typically speaking, uh, a medium wine, medium bodied wine, medium full bodied wine. Um, you should be looking at uh, plum flavors, dark fruit flavors. Uh, to me, I think the two most distinguishing characteristics of Malbec, and maybe you guys will agree with me. Um, first and foremost, is, um, the amount of the, the floral aspects of the of the aroma. Yeah. And the really dark purple flavor. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, the dark purple coloring to it. Some of the some of the primo Malbecs. I mean, it's like teeth staining, clothes staining, dark purple. Yeah. So I mean, I would say plum and dark berry flavors and some sort some some floral aspects. That I mean, that should be kind of telltale characteristics yeah. of the wine. That in itself. Anyway, um, we brought out uh, actually we did five wines tonight, everywhere from ten dollars to seventy dollars, and uh, we did a, we'd actually um, we did three different winemakers. We did an entry level, we did an, an entry level and a mid level of one one winemaker, and we did a uh, a, a medium to mid high of one winemaker, and then we did just a, a straight out balls off, just kick ass. This is our best. This is our best wine. From from 
from the from the third. The first one we did, what we did was was uh, from uh, Nicholas Catana. Nicholas Catana is um, best way to describe this as being the Robert Mondavi of Argentina, or actually, some people would argue that Robert Mondavi is the Nicholas Catana of of America. This Not to the, be confused with Connie. Right. No, Tawny. Tawny. Tawny Catane. Tawny Catane, right. Uh, this is a guy who, uh, Nicholas Catana, has been uh, a pioneer for high-quality wine in Argentina. And this guy is, is an engineer, scientist. Uh, he and his, his family and uh, the people that he hire, they have been basically – consistently raising the bar for quality and for modernization of wines in Argentina. So there are always wines to look out for. Catena, not a K with a C, Catena. And this is the wine that I had never had Malbec before. And this is the, you brought in the Catena Alta, blown away by it. This introduced you to the world of Malbec. Yeah, and... Last Me year, being yeah. ignorant, you're like, guess what it is, my Cabernet? You, Shiraz. You, you, Shiraz. You're, not, you're not having a lot of education? No, I was flipping through my phonics book trying to figure out how to pronounce Malbec. So, no idea. Um, anyway, this was a this is a ten dollar wine, and um, I brought this out thinking that this would be a, a good introduction to Malbec. Um, I think it's a good ten dollar wine, but for me, I don't think it's a great introduction to Malbec, only because of the fact that uh, for me, I thought it was a little bit. Fruity. It was a little more reddish in color. Had more, a little more red berry flavors to it. Terry, what were your final thoughts on this? Uh, anything to throw into that? I got the floralness on this wine. Um, the, the 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 taste was fruit forward, mm-hmm. and that fruit carried throughout the wine. Right. And, it, it, and I think it it has the least complexity of yeah. some of the wines we had. Um, and then on the finish, you got the, I had this like green pepper finish, like yeah. this herbal herbaceous. Uh, finish uh, for a ten dollar wine what do you think i think i'd pass on it because yeah. i think um especially for a malbec th- th- this isn't what you would typically describe as a malbec yeah and it lacks the characteristics what you're looking for in a true malbec mm. there's the, the spice is just lacking that being said though it's it's a good it's a pretty decent bottle of wine yes yes it's a little 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 messy little flabby yeah i i basically um i thought it was it was a decent uh, i thought it was it was a decent you know nine ten dollar bottle of wine my whole point is that i would the reason why i'd spend ten dollars on this as opposed to something else because i if i spent ten dollars on a malbec is because i wanted it to be a malbec be something a little bit more unusual, have something a little bit, something to add. And to me, this wasn't that unusual. You know what I see, though? But you know what, though? I could, if I could interject, though, to me, for a $10 bottle of wine, come on, I could think of about 100 other bottles of wine that are crap. I could think about 100 100 bottles of wine that are $20 and $30 that are crap. But for 10 bucks, it's a unique drinking wine that... For a party, if it's like the it's third or fourth no, no. varietal you're going to yeah. introduce, uh, if, you're, you know, if, if you get a, a Merlot drinker, this this would be a Merlot drinker would be like, oh, I like it. It's fruity. Oh, it and throws them probably, off the beat. And they probably yeah. think, you know what? It's got a little bit of spice on it. Something that we're not right. really picking up on that yeah. much. But it, uh, my my whole point, no, my my whole it's point, very drinkable. I give it a C though. Yeah, my whole point is is that 
I think you could find a better Merlot for ten dollars. You could find a better Cabernet for ten dollars. Yeah, me, I, the, I agree, but I think if you buy this though, no, I don't if you think buy, no, be... if you buy, no, you would never dump it. You would never right toss it. I mean, if you bought it for ten bucks, you would never say, had, "Boy, I got ripped off." We've had our handful of wines for Good twenty crap. bucks yeah. that we've dumped. Yeah, so. that's why I'm saying when I'm giving a D, we're not giving an F. I'm, right. I, we're in the C, C range. I give it a it's C. Pretty, it's yeah, passable. So I give C plus. It's not yeah. bad. Then the next wine we did was it's Big Brother. And uh, just the katana, this, the katana. Now, not to distinguish it, uh, so katana, they they do four levels of wine. They do an Alamos which and, is on the label, had, which, yeah. which you just had. It'll say Alamos on the label. And that's what around there. It's their $10. And they do, all their wines are pretty good quality. It just says katana on it, and that is with a C, and that's in the $20 range. And the next level is the katana Alta, which is in the 40 to $50 range. And then they have their Nicholas Katana, which is much higher. Anyway, so this was a, the Katana. This was the, actually the first Malbec I just did to Scott in 2002. And let's just kind of bring up, um, it's important to bring up um, vintages. Um, the last few years have been tremendous in, in South America. And uh, 2002 supposedly was the year of Malbec. 2003 was the year of Cabernet. 2004 was the year of uh, Chardonnay from from Argentina. Yeah, from Argentina. Argentina. And, I, yeah. Did you notice I had another vowel? Argentina. There? Why not? Why not? Anyway, um, but the fact is, is that uh, if you're buying wines from these vintages, they're all you, you got a shot. They're all well. I should say this: not that they're all going to be good, but you know the, the vintages themselves have all been good. The problem that I want to warn you as a buyer is this: is that in the last five years or so, there have been a tremendous number of new producers. So do not just haphazardly go into a wine store and just buy a Malbec or buy something. Wherever you go, ask them for a reputable winemaker because there have been a tremendous influx of pretenders, people who have gotten a lot of money or trying to get into the game. They don't know shit about making wine. They make crap wine. They might be good in five years, but they're still trying to fight their way through. They're still trying to fill out their, the bumps. There are other winemakers out there, and Katina is one of them, that have been doing this for literally decades. And you need to look out for, for the reliable names. If you don't know the names, ask somebody who works where you're buying your wine. If you're buying at a wine where the if you're if you're buying your wine at a store where the only person who knows anything about about anything about wine is a guy wearing a blue apron with a name tag. Chances are you shouldn't be buying wine there. Chances are you never know. Though. You never know, though. You never know. Anyway, that being said, this wine for twenty bucks, and I was, I was, by the way, I was implying it as a supermarket. By the way, the Catania Malbec. Uh, this is a twenty dollar bottle of wine, and um, this again, uh, as as all these wines are all from Mendoza, which is the main wine growing area. It's like Napa. Mendoza's Napa, Napa of. It's actually Mendoza would be Napa and Sonoma combined. Because Napa, they, they produce half, no, actually, I'm sorry, they produce 70% of all Argentinian wines. It's a, it's a, it's and they actually produce more than half of all of South American wines. So, just to give you an idea there, so we, people talk about all, oh, all these great Chilean wines. Chilean wines, they, they don't produce crap compared to Argentina. They produce more wines of quality as opposed to Argentina. I see. Anyway, this wine itself, to me, I, if I had to say, this is textbook Malbec, which would be almost impossible. To me, this wine was textbook Malbec. It was medium-bodied. It was floral. It was dark in color. It was 
you know, um, it was it had dark fruit flavors to it. Uh, to me, I thought it was a very solid wine for the price. I had some some negativity against the wine, but for for the most part, it's just only because I, it was a little bit too young. It needed another year or so. I mean, it's just like if you bought a 2003 Cabernet or 2000, you know, it might be a little bit too young. I think so, when people are spending 20 bucks on a bottle of wine, though, yeah, they want to probably want to drink. They probably want to drink it right away. The one thing about this wine was is that it, it was very well balanced. This wine. If you're just drinking on its own, you might pick up some of the tartness. You might pick up some of the acidity. But if you're having this wine right now with food, this wine would be fucking fantastic with food. Oh, yeah. Oh, it would be great with food. I mean, I don't know. What do you guys – throw out your notes. Throw out your, throw out your verbiage. What do you guys got? <laughs> throw out your hot, your, your hot smack. My little verbiage is going to start with its inky red, baby. Um, the, 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 I got a lot of that floralness on, on the nose. Uh, there's definitely some alcohol content in this wine. And um, – not not necessarily in the percentages that you're actually drinking, but you do you do taste it. A um, little bit of spice, a little bit of blackberry. Got a lot of coffee and chocolate on the finish. Well, I mean, what do um, you like about this bad boy? It, it cleansed your palate per se with the acidity to it. Mm-hmm. So when you're drinking it, you, you're if you're eating food especially that's going to complement it. I think like Spanish tapas would be like perfect for this. I like the floralness of it. And I also like sort of the plum and the fruit on it. The fruit was not as fruit forward as what we just drank previously. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that fruity. And um, it, it was definitely... typical Malbec is what you're saying, and and I would agree with that. Yeah. Well, the only thing, if I could, and yeah. you did touch on it before, is that if you drink it right out of the bottle and you don't decant it now, which would be uh, mid year 2006, yeah. you can get a little tartness. Let it breathe. It'll go away. Yeah, it'll, it'll open, open up, up beautifully. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, if you're drinking this late in 2006, you should be fine. Mm-hmm. So otherwise, hey, I think this is a great wine, great value. Oh, let me and let me close on saying this: if you're drinking on its own, decant it. With food, it's ready to go. Agree? Totally. Oh, yeah. Nice. Okay. So the next one we did, we went on to the the Bianchi family. And Bianchi has, like I so said, they have four levels of wine. And the first level is the Alsa Bianchi, and that's under ten bucks. The next level is the Bianchi Familia, which is around 15 bucks, and the next level after that is the Bianchi Particular, which is around 25 to 30 bucks. And we did the two, we did the the, the two middle wines, and uh, we started off with the Bianchi Familia. This was the highest rated of alcohol, is almost 50 percent, which is very big for a Malbec. Most Malbecs are using the 13 percent, 14 percent range. This is almost 15 percent. And if somebody told me I was drinking a 50 percent uh, Malbec, I'd be thinking, oh my God, this, be, this thing is wow, going to be... Wow, this is going to be like lighter fluid. Yeah, exactly. And uh, now this wine, again, this wine goes for about 15 bucks. Um, to me, I'm going to start off, what, what differentiated this wine from the others was that this was very oaky. Um, this uh, right off the nose. The nose was there was just prevalent oak and uh, French oak, not American oak, not sweet vanilla like the way the Catena had. This was definitely more French oak. Um, what I liked about uh, it was very very balanced, and um, I thought that it was um, it didn't have the acidity. I thought this was a better drinking wine as opposed to the Catena. I think being a better food wine. And I think that's because of the fact that I thought it was it was medium it was soft without being flabby and I thought it, it wasn't was kind so of, crisp. Yeah, and it, yeah, it wasn't as crisp, but it had almost a silkiness to it. You know, one things I the things I didn't like about it, it had a bit of vegetative uh, vegetative 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 aspects to it. 
and it had a little bit of heat to it, but I mean, I did get the heat on the finish. Yeah, like, a little bit of heat. Thought I it mean, was spice, and then all of a sudden I'm like, no, that's alcohol. Yeah, it's alcohol. It, it was definitely hot. Um, so I think it was a little bit too hot. It, I think it's one could definitely get better in time. Um, I give it a B minus. Yeah, I gave this one a C plus. And I gave it a solid B. Oh really? <laughs> no, you did not. Yeah, I did. I gave it a solid B. Okay. So what what did you give it a C plus? What did you like this like? Well, I, I also thought that um, this one was the last one I could really figure out. Uh, we were drinking all of our, our bottles tonight. We had, we had five bottles of wine. And this one I kept coming back to because I really couldn't figure out what I was tasting in it. I just, it seemed to not – it's almost be this nondescript wine. I kept going back to it, couldn't figure it out. And um, – I, I got a lot of that oakiness. This one was the oak on the nose was, you know, the pre- predominant uh, mm-hmm. uh, aroma I, that I that I got. Then on the taste, I had this leathery cinnamon uh, taste on it, and medium bodied. I had the licorice finish, li- licorice finish um, with the, with that green pepper, yeah. which is similar to what you had tasted, Stevo. Yeah. This one was it, it just didn't really stand out to me mm-hmm. now and, and and this is from a winemaker that I have appreciated drinking their wine I've drinking their cabs in the past mm-hmm. and so but for me I gave it a C plus that's something that I think it would be worth trying maybe six to eight months from now mm-hmm. maybe something that I don't know if I'd really want to run out and buy right now you know would you spend a few bucks more and get the katana yes good to know yes I would. Next wine. So this is the Bianchi. Bianchi. Bianchi Particular. This is the big brother of the one we just had. This actually is a little bit just a shave less in uh, alcohol volume. This is uh, 14.4. This retails 30, 30, 25. 25 to 30. Okay. Uh, I got it for 20. San Rafael. Yeah, right now we ha- I have it on sale for twenty bucks. And for twenty bucks, forget about it. This is it. I mean, if you can buy this for twenty bucks all the time, this we're done. Would be the, the podcast is done. Right. You want to fucking you want to mob back? Buy this one if you can't find it. Tell your cousin to send it to you, and you're done. Right. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. All right. I'm sorry. I was jumping ahead of myself. Well, Hell no, you're you're right on. This is one that I think across the board. We had producer Paul here. We had. Uh, Kristen here, we had a couple other people, and uh, this is one that across the board that resonated, that it was a really good wine. I, I mean, what I what I like about, I like to compare this to the Katana, because to me they're quite different. Yeah? Different. Um, anyway, uh, Cherry had the hard-on for this wine initially, so I want Cherry to talk about it. Yeah, well, I like this one from the first the first four we had right away. This is before we, we touched on the one we'll, we'll go to uh, next. Uh, but I, I, I like blackberry and, like, coffee finish I had on it. Um, this was a little bit fuller-bodied to me mm-hmm. than the ones we've had. And what I also liked a lot about tannic. it... Yeah, it was very tannic, had a long finish... A real long finish, where like Stevo had claimed that he timed it, and 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 our full podcast, which you can listen to on our website, of course, threewineguys.com, the full version of this, which is this is the that's part. my Chicago White Sox voice. Well, people will honestly Jermaine Die, threewineguys.com. You know what's yeah. funny? Those people can which listen. Which is to much this? better than the fucking Cubs. Yeah, yeah. Todd Walker, as opposed to Jermaine Die. It dies a little bit yeah. cooler than the water. And now, yeah, yeah. 
Michael Barrett. <laughs> I mean, seriously, what a bunch of fucking soft cocks. At least my, I mean, not one. Not only do we sound tough. Oops, sorry. sorry. Well, that's the Steve LaBelle. Uh, Steve LaBelle. Oh. I'm sorry. Steve just did the new Steve LaBelle when I'm getting a belligerent or if I'm being obnoxious. It's a belligerent Steve they, LaBelle. They, they, they start hitting Unless we start pimping stuff. You know, so. I was in the middle of a thought. And he I, was. And that thought and, is so and, far and, gone. And I, didn't even, I didn't cut you off. He did. <laughs> I know. He kept, keeps going. How, can you believe that? I'm you were sorry. kicking ass and he cut you off. <laughs> I'm sorry. I tell you what, what I liked about this though yeah. was it, this one had a little bit of balance to it. It had the spice to it and the tannin and, no, the, and the tannins and the long yeah. finish. And the, and no, yeah, and you remember how some of the other wines were just a little bit too soft. This had that lift to it, that tannic lift. You know what I'm talking about? And then when you when when I, we looked at when I looked at the notes before we mm-hmm. before we did the podcast tonight when I saw it was thirty dollars I was like ah you know this is a nice progression we're gonna do yeah. it from ten right you know eighteen twenty but then when yeah. you tell me you can get this for twenty dollars well yeah, right now a, you can't for another week. Oh, we have to wait till next week. But no, 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 for another week. Oh, for another week. Yeah. Hands down, though. Yeah. The, the best value, one of the best values we've oh, had all year. Yeah, yeah, but, but you understand that these other people, no one else is going to be able to buy this for twenty bucks. So you know, you know. So no, you, sorry, everybody. You, you have to judge it as a twenty-five <laughs> to thirty-dollar one. Sure. That even even with no, that. No, so this, I want you. Something... I want you to think about this compared to the Katana. I like this better. Would you spend six dollars more for yes, this? Yes, I would. Okay, you would spend. I really would, because I because I, I, I do like the. Would, would you spend? The, the would you buy the Katana for twenty? Would you buy this for twenty? Would you buy this for twenty six? I'd probably go with the Katana only because by the I mean my experience. Yeah. But this 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 is probably I would say of the wines of the night this is number two. So yeah, I probably would. Yes. I I gave this wine with the twenty five dollar price. I gave it a B plus. And I gave it a B plus too. I gave it an A minus. This to me, yeah. this this had better aromatics, and aromatics really don't care. But it shouldn't really matter that much. But it's part of the whole wine experience. To me, it had better better, better aromatics, stronger. I'm sorry, I should say better. It had stronger aromatics than, than the Katana. That clove really kind of came out. It was almost Burgundy and almost like a Pinot Noir in the nose. Um, and how that really had that plum and cherry flavors to it. The coffee and the spice were amazing. Um, what I really liked about it was that this was the least hot of the other three. It was never, ever hot. The other three were all at some point hot. And this some never was. Of, and, and the funny thing is a lot of these had the similar, I mean very similar in, in alcohol content. Yeah. Uh, Three-tenths. Right. Right, I mean, less to me, or yeah. more. This to nothing. me, this to me, it was meaningful body. It had some, but it had some definite silkiness to it with lift. It, had, it was silky with a bit of balls. It was like Angelina Jolie to me. You know, oh, okay. Was, I was gonna say like Harry Balls. Once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, it gave it a B plus. I think it's definitely Now the last wine, Scott. Just go. First of all, the last one we did was the Alcaval Ferrer. Ferrer. Now the Alcaval Ferrer, and that's a uh, A C H A V A L. Check it out on our website, threewineguys.com. Seventy bucks for this big boy. Yeah, this one. This one now, mind you, the average retail is eighty five. We saw it for seventy. This is big money, baby. It's big money. It's big money. Um, here's the question. That's my question. Money. It's big money. I mean, who the fuck is going to spend seventy bucks, For eighty bucks, a hundred dollars on a fucking Malbec? And you can't. They're like, they're like they, they don't even know what they don't even know what it is. They think it's a blend. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll take one right here, please. Please order up. Order up. Yeah. Yeah. To this wine, <laughs> this if you look at like the. Big, big, big wines you could waste a lot of money on. If you're going to waste some money on 
It was wine. a rhetorical question, by the way. This is a wine you're going to want to spend money on. I'm yeah. telling you, this is balanced. This tastes like big money. I'm telling you, this this is a great wine. This is um, this to me, I think this would blow away a lot of people, Terry. Um, it's so dark in color. It's yeah. it's it's so dark in color. It's so aromatic. I think people would be, I think, blown away by this wine. This wine, like Scott had said, it's big money. You taste it right away, and it's got the balance, the acidity, the tannins. This the, was the, the lowest the length. This wine was the lowest in alcohol. All of them. All of them, and you would not know it. No. And the finish was long on it. This, I agree with, with what Scott said, big money. This this tastes like a big money bottle of wine. This is, you're thinking 70, you're thinking $80 plus on this. I mean, you're royalty, man. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Right. No, so, I mean, basically it's like, why, so for someone who says to me, why am I going to spend 70 bucks on this? And here's the answer, I'll tell you right now. You could buy 2000 uh, a year, a vintage 2000 Bordeaux. Uh, a Grand Cru for 50, 60, 70, 80 bucks. Um, whether it was a Pichon Baron or, you know, a, or, um, you know, whatever. Whatever it is, you know, a Leoville Barton or you know, Leoville Lascasse, whatever. The problem is, is that you got to wait until 2012. If you drink those before 2010, you're wasting your fucking money. You might as well throw it down. You might as well pour out the wine and dump it down the sink because you're drinking it too young. In a year, this wine will be perfect. So you can buy, you can spend seventy bucks on this, hold it for a year, boom, it'll be perfect. Perfect. Oh, I agree. I totally agree. Even so, now, it's so, so balanced. Here's why you would spend seventy-five bucks on a Malbec. Why? Because you can get Bordeaux quality. All those aromatics, all those wonderful complex nuances. A little different. This is different. Has, this has different. a uniqueness in it. Absolutely. But it, what I'm saying is, but it's got that complexity. Anyway, that's what I'm saying. Now, I think we'll agree. Terry, if ever, why would you buy Malbec? And I, I know, I, you, why would you be buying Malbec? For me, I like sort of that full body wine. Mm-hmm. I love, my favorite probably wines are Shiraz, Petite Shiraz. Crikey. And then, like, you know, big full cabs. This sort of fits in that category, but like we were saying at the beginning of the show today, all these bottles are so so unique and different and that you you could it's hard to to describe what each of these are what they compare to because they are so different but but why would you buy one of these over a Shiraz I think a little bit more fruit and I think you get a little bit less spice a little bit lighter I would think more medium body to to the fuller bodied Shiraz and and, and it's a little bit more you know complement Especially with food and things yeah. like that. Hey, I, I I've been drinking Shiraz for years, and yeah. and I was looking at we're going to do our blogcast, uh, you know, to summarize what we've been drinking over the last few weeks. Yeah. I was looking at it. I've been drinking freaking too much Shiraz. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, and you get God. sort of sick of this stuff. You hey, know. I mean, you guys got me into Shiraz when I was. I've been drinking I'm, Burgundy, which is kind of funny. Which I'm yeah. always like, I don't like the French. Yeah. I took eight years of French in school, and I like French wine. You know, Scott, Scott, you've had now in the last year, you've had six, and, and including tonight, now you've had ten Malbecs, and, and maybe more, um, some incredible ones. Why would you go back and buy a Malbec? It's something different, and you get into the rut of 
what we were all talking about. Lately, I've been drinking Burgundy. Terry's been drinking Shiraz. Before that, I was the diehard California Cab fan only. This is something different, like a Petite Syrah from California, which kudos to Petite Syrah in California. Um, that it's it's something different. It's really it's a unique grape that's very worthy of spending time getting to know it. I um I I tell this to my customer a lot of time. I, I tell them if you're in South America, whatever you buy, take the price at twenty five to thirty percent to that price, and that's what you're buying in, in American. On average, sure. That Bianchi, we had we had the Bianchi, Bianchi Malbec today. That Bianchi Cabernet for fifteen bucks blows away just about any other cab I can think of under thirty bucks. Totally. <laughs> I mean, I'm up and I'm up bullshit. Right now, no, the, the, that cab I've, I've told. No, well, I'm, I'm, but I'm just telling you, and it doesn't matter that, that there's Montes Alfa, there's Conchatoris, the uh, Marquez uh, Casas. Look, the, the the fact of the matter is, is that South, the reason why you want to go to South America is bang for the buck, and you don't have to be cheap in South America. Don't think that, oh my gosh, you know, I'm, you know, a lot of people think I'm spending six bucks in South America. Of course you are, but guess what? There are a lot of high end wines, and all I'm saying is that. You're never going to – I should say never. Your chance of buying quality wines in South America far outweigh your chance of buying quality wines, I think, just by anywhere else. Paying for the buck is, is outstanding. Anyway um, – Well, I think I, it's up there with Spanish wine. Yeah, no I Spanish wine. Yeah, yeah. But, but Spanish wines rarely are – oh, that we've already done Spanish. We'll get back to that. We're going to be doing Spanish again. Yeah. Anyway, um, anyway, the uh, – Basically, what I was really excited about doing this tonight because, like I said, um, I drank, I for a few years I had been drinking South American wines and didn't know whether it was uh, Chilean or Argentinian. I had no idea. All I knew was that it was from South America. Twice I thought I was drinking Chilean wines and they are both Argentinian wines. So the fact of the matter is that making concerted concerted uh, effort to to you know educate yourself in these wines. They are fucking it's the, phenomenal. It's, it's the education process. <laughs> well That's done, right. Scott. So, yeah. having said that, please go to our website. Check out our wine notes. We don't charge nothing. It's free, y'all. Y'all. So, having said that, go to our website. Pick up some of our gear. We've got. We've got. I got to thank Luxembourg. We got to thank a whole bunch of different. Oh. Different countries you're talking about. Different countries for listening to us. I mean, that's like... We're, the, we're number three in Luxembourg. Terry, we're, we're, we're kicking ass in Luxembourg, yeah. man. And our countries we're doing well in? What, we're, off the top of we're, we're doing pretty well in, uh, I believe, Italy. Greece. Italy. Viva Greece. Italy. Greece. Do you know, do you know why? Because at Greece, men, they like to put in the pooper. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> they do. They're most like... Uh, yeah, I read a... Um, wow. <laughs> we are so editing that out. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that coming, Steve. So, <laughs> where did you read that, dude? Yeah, there's a there's a um a sexing and hustler, uh, a sexing and hustler, and Greek guys always try to put in the ass. On well, chicks. at least at least at least it's now. Oh, on chicks at least. <laughs> no, we don't have to edit it. Yeah, you didn't let me, you didn't let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Greek I told you. <laughs> and and this is not this is not a three. No, it's, done. it's already done. We're trying. Uh, yeah. No, no, so. no, no, no. Here, let's finish it now. No, no. So this this isn't a three wine guys study. Steve-O read it on the actual publication. So having said that, uh, definitely pick up 
our website, you're going to be seeing some cool t-shirts coming out. So anyhow, check us out. We'll talk to you soon, man. ThreeWhiteGuys.com. Employco presents Great Moments in Freedom. General Washington, the boat, it's waiting. Yeah, I'll be with you in just a minute. I just need to finish the payroll. These engine action claims. The troops have been on my case for Uh, a week. But, General, the boat, they're about to cross the Potomac without us. Yeah, right. Uh, Who's going to lead us into battle? Well, it looks like you may have to leave without me, Captain. I I still got to find a new dental carrier. Then I got to set up that training session on bayonet fighting. Uh, Listen, sir, why don't you hire that group of patriots over at Employco? Who's that? Uh, They can take care of all those administrative tasks for you. Really? Employee benefits, payroll, human resources, workers' comp, so you can do what you do best. Give them a call as soon as we get to the other side side of the river. Hmm, great thinking. Employco gives us a perfect battle plan. You know, Captain, this truly is a great moment in freedom. All right, sir. Uh, can we go now? We're losing the sun. Oh, no. What about the 401k? Employco, General Washington. Employco. All right, all right. I'm coming. Great moments in freedom from Employco. Give yourself the freedom to succeed. Call us today at 800-459-9800 or visit us at employco.com.